Hey guys, on this episode of EdTech, we're going to be talking with, with James King, Rob Raspberry, and Ernie Bailey as we talk about how to merge old technology with new and how the classrooms are adapting with COVID. All this and more on EdTech. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is EdTech, episode 90, Old Meets New. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Kramer, AV Beyond the Box. This is EdTech, a monthly higher ed tech podcast. I'm your host, Bill O'Donnell. As always, I'm joined by Ernie Bailey. How are you, sir? I'm doing just fine. And as I say, I'm also joined by Rob Raspberry. How are you today, sir? Doing great. Always great to be here with you guys. Yeah. And we also have James King with us. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Of course. So, uh, as always, we are um, now into uh, uh, our first uh, month and a half or so, depending on where you are, of uh, COVID and uh, classrooms and everything. In our case, uh, we have slowly been easing students back in. Uh, Right now, as I put it, it's uh, me and the freshmen, and I believe this past week we just started letting uh, the sophomore uh, or 200 level uh, students on campus and everything. Um, in between that, it's been a mix of, oh, uh, Zoom cuts off after 40 minutes. And we go, did you guys use your, your university login or did you use your own? Oh, we have, we have one for the university? Yes. It's, it's the enterprise one. Please use that. It has all the bells and whistles and perks and all the good stuff. But anyway. Um, so first off, I want to kind of start off, um, some of us have, uh, already been given some fun, uh, um, installation, uh, marching orders and everything. Uh, in our case on campus, uh, we've been given an entire month to do a three-way divisible ballroom. Um, so, you know, if, uh, in the month of December, if you see me, uh, um, you know, working what's up, what looks like a, um, a convention show floor rug or something like that. Uh, that's just my straight up uh, uh, desperation and exhaustion. But anyway, um, <clears throat> that being said, we're still going through with our projects and everything. Rod's already nodding, so I know something's uh, up with this. But uh, for a lot of us, um, well, you know what? How about this? I'm first going to go through, it's uh, one of our articles, and it kind of ties into this. Uh, it comes to us from S- uh, System Contractor News or SCN, and that is old meets new. Now, what they ended up, what the article co- uh, covers and everything is, is uh, MJ, MKJ Communications uh, went and actually put Dante in across uh, the across uh, um, the terminals over at LaGuardia. Um, their previous stuff was they were using Cobranet, which if you still use Cobranet. Um, more than likely you also have an entirely separate dedicated switch system to this whole thing, uh, only because Cobranet had a tendency to, oh, I don't know, uh, almost uh, run your switch red hot and burn out the ports and all that kind of stuff. So in this case, if you read their article and everything, it's kind of marrying up the old existing Cobranet uh, system and everything, and they're also plugging in Dante, along with also trying to factor in um, once again, assisted listening, as well as um, just, you know, mass notification. Now, 
how that relates back to us and our stuff and everything. Well, if I'm told that I have to run a, a paging system across the entire campus, um, I'm first going to cry and then I'll actually go and work it through. But a lot of times we've had to marry up, uh, we've had to marry up systems that in certain cases, the equipment is still using, oh, in certain cases, I've, I've seen the eight pin, uh, the, uh, um, I've seen the, the eight or nine pin uh, um, SVG, uh, SGA cable. Uh, and in other cases, uh, they still go, well, it's, it's still using composite video. So how do we get this from point A to point B? So guys, I will open up the floor to you guys in the fact that, you know, have you guys had recently any times where you've had to marry up some of the uh, older tech with, uh, you know, our, our wonderful uh, digital standards and everything? And Ernie, I'm already, uh, Ernie, I have to say, uh, that's either, you're probably dealing with some super advanced stuff in which, you know, grayscale gradient is ultra important, or, you know, it turns into, well, technically it's a green screen. Uh, we're not doing anything quite that uh, advanced right now, uh, but no, we do our best not to try to merge. If we're if someone's wanting the newer technology, uh, we insist that you know we we do a complete overhaul of the system. Uh, it's just so do you guys try to actually? Yeah. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's just it's a lot cleaner. It's simpler, and if you're using technology that old. Uh, when something fails, you know, everybody's going to be pointing fingers at each other. So uh, we, we might go with a, you know, we remove all the old stuff and we phase in, as you can afford it, newer technology. Uh, we'll put in what you need basically with plans for what you see in the future. Uh, so we can, we can upgrade without rebuilding again. And that, that's usually uh fairly successful. Yeah, the, 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 the only time we've, at least on our campus, that we've had to deal with that kind of stuff has mostly been um, some of the faculty who, um, they are very specific. They have like, you know, here, my stuff is saved on this exact laptop. Uh, I don't want to do a digital transfer and everything. So it kind of turns into the, okay, how do we do the you, you know, I make the joke of, you know, I'm like, um, we're dealing with digital rot on this, but how do we, how do we go and move this up to where it can actually survive in the current, in the, in the current system? Um, only once, and this was, I want to say like last year, it was a bit of a, uh, we looked at it and we're like, oh, you know, we should accommodate for this. Uh, were two things. One, uh, we had a faculty member who uh, still had a black and white laptop, to which I honestly looked and I'm like, how is this even still functional? And they had XP on it. I'm like, I'm amazed. Whoa. Yeah. And then the other one, uh, and this was more of a learning curve. Uh, you know, we've, we've kind of adjusted ourselves to it since then. Uh, it was actually some folks who came from the K through 12 realm and had uh, Chromebooks. Now, once again, that's really more of a learning curve. It's, it's not a bad thing. I'm not opposed to it. It's just one of those, okay, you know, this is a little bit more, I'm not going to say streamlined, but it's definitely, there's, it's, a different, it's a different approach to things. And the worst of it, I think it turned into, oh, the Solstice pods aren't working with this, to which I believe these days uh, Mercive's already uh, released a software update that accommodates that. 
uh, James, I know you, I'm just laughing. You're just, you're just like looking, nodding and I'm going, I'm like, all right, what, 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 as I say, what, what, uh, what, what pit of despair did you manage to pull a diamond out of? Um, probably our biggest one right now that we're pretty good. We're almost like Ernie. We try to upgrade mm-hmm. as quickly as we can to accommodate the newer technology. But, um, with this whole COVID thing and social distancing, a lot of classes got moved into larger spaces. And one of the spaces is a lecture hall we have that we've been trying to upgrade. It just keeps changing the date when we're going to get in there to upgrade. So it's all analog right now. Well, the professor wanted an Apple TV to uh, stream from his uh, MacBook or iPad. So I got it working. <laughs> it may not be the prettiest, but it's doing the job for now until we can upgrade the space. Uh, but we like it, Ernie, is we do our best to get the rooms upgraded. Uh, probably the biggest conversion we have was, or fight was VCRs, really. I mean, we, we went for a while with still VCRs in the classrooms, and the faculty yeah. members did not want to let those go, but uh, I think maybe we have maybe two rooms still with VCR, but I don't think they're used. Yeah, for us, we have worked with the library. Uh, we even set them up like a little uh, dubbing station to where, oh, you know, this faculty member still has some stuff on VHS. You know what? Here, we'll set it up. We'll at least put it on a DVD. And um, we're, I'm trying to at least work it into where we get like one of the uh, Extron uh, SN, uh, SNMP or no, it's a, that's a that's a that's a protocol. Um, it's one of there, Bill. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm crossing the streams. Yeah. Um, no, but it, we're trying to set it up to where we can go and transfer the stuff over. Here's the here's the DVD, and then here's also a thumb drive with the digital file. Here you go upload it to your Blackboard, your Blackboard shell, or at least to a, a network drive of some sort. You know, we're at least trying to, you know, say, here, at least put it in, in, your pri- in the private cloud. That's, yeah. that's what we're trying to get to. We, uh, we actually work with our library, too. We, a couple years ago, I forget exactly how many years ago, they started a program. They called it, like, liaisons. And what they do, they're members of the library staff who work with the faculty. So if a faculty member comes with, say, video from the 1800s on VCA, uh, VHS, the liaison is going to look at it and be like, okay, this is a subject matter you're talking about. Let's see, in 1950, they came out with an updated version. Why don't we incorporate this? So it takes a lot of that off of the RSAP and helps um, the faculty member keep up to date with uh, everything changing, because just like technology, education changes too, unless you're dealing with math or something, like that doesn't change. But um, yeah, so I mean, it's been pretty good, knock on wood, they, be, they do a really good job of working with the faculty members, making sure that they can get their content into the classrooms. Yeah, and and that's the that's the core of it that we try to, we try to approach, approach it with folks about. Um, I mean, you know, I will admit up front, no technology is perfect. And in fact, uh, today we actually dealt with a fun little ticket in which the faculty member kept going, 
uh, you know, they're doing a hybrid, uh, you know, hybrid online course and everything. And he's in the classroom. The rest of the students are, um, you know, strictly online. And he keeps going, yeah, the whole, the whole room's out of focus. This is out of focus. And we're, and, you know, we originally go by and we look at everything. And we're like, the camera's fine. I don't get what you're talking about. Until we actually looked up and it's a dual screen uh, projection room and everything. Yeah. Uh, someone went and messed with the uh, EDID. Uh, uh, for the for the PC, yeah, and which is really weird, only because for us it's a DM system, so we're going. We managed the E did. This is impressive. I like, you know, it's it's almost the bit from Anchorman. It's like I'm not even I'm not even mad. I'm I'm impressed. Yeah. I don't know how this happened. Um, we, but yeah, we get those. So, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where I'll admit up front, like you know, and as tech managers and as former installers and things like that we've all dealt with the technology to where it's like, Oh, well it's this, this, and this. Okay. Well, you know, professor so-and-so who has a doctorate in, you know, uh, analytic, analytic data, you know, how many, you know, how, how often has he actually, you know, used this, used the actual system probably, you know, a dozen times or so. And he just looks at me and goes, Oh, it's not working. So you, know, you have to, there is like a little bit of a, I can, you know, we'll, we'll do a little bit of a dialogue, but, you know, I'm not going to, you know, not everyone's going to be, you know, the same level car mechanic that you are. So that's, that's where I, I go about this. Rob, yeah, we, what were you going to Yeah. So we've got sort of two smaller, but different kind of examples. So, you know, the AV bridge is my best friend. You know, we can take older, you know, cam cameras that were in the 19, you know, 18s. And, you know, as long as we have the right connections going to AV bridge, we can convert it, put it to USB. That is basically sort of been literally the bridging the technologies. And then I, I think in our last one, we mentioned in one of the rooms, we put the analytics box in because the uh, professors refused to get away from their chalkboard. And we're trying to figure out, well, how can we work around it <laughs> without, you know, physically kicking them, screaming and having them get into a, you know, a battle royal with security. But anyway, um, so with the, the edge box, it's it sort of given us a, a gap to digitally extract what their analog, what they're writing on the chalkboard. You know, we'll see if it catches on, but, you know, we just think of some solutions as sort of work around what they're doing. And eventually we know, like with the pandemic, people who hated Zoom, who hated video collaboration were forced to get on the platform and eventually adopted it. So, you know, so those, those are, are the two examples we have. And we're just getting Dante in a couple of places uh, on our campus. So very excited about that. Small things bite yes. me. So it's a good thing. Yeah, same here. We uh, I don't have any Dante in production, but I've been following Dante. I've actually had my level two cert in Dante. I actually thought about going in my level three cert, but I'm like I have no Dante productions, so it's kind of like why get it right now. But um, I'm definitely I'm liking what Dante can do. I just haven't deployed it yet. Yeah, I I like it in the regards of uh, so. Case in point, we're doing the uh, ballroom and everything. And uh, currently, I think there are about 42 XLR inputs in that ballroom. Yeah, I know. Rob's looking at me like, why would you need that many? And and just for record, just for the record, I did not design this ballroom. I am simply updating this. <laughs> so, 
my way of streamlining this down is, um, and once again, there's always like, this is the fun bit that like uh, Ernie and I, you know, I, I, I kind of love this about trade shows that, you know, obviously we all miss even like the little regional trade shows and everything um, is that you could go around to some of like the, the audio, you know, you could go to like, you know, Infocom, you could go to the audio pavilion and you'd see like the little guys or some of the smaller companies and you'd be like, huh, I didn't know you could actually do that. And uh, in this case, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, yeah, we've got Dante this and Dante that and this and that. And they're not, that by no means are they a small company, but I think that they get, uh, they don't get the credit that they always deserve is uh, RDL or Radio Design Labs. And reason being is that in this case, uh, if you look at like, you know, when I was, uh, when I was installing, when I was doing installs and everything, the RDL stick-ons were always like the, oh, you have to go and do this, and it's in this small space? Here you go. You know, it was a quick little captive screw. Here you go. Bam. Ta-da. Um, but RDL jumped into Dante like crazy. Like, they have they have uh, um, two-gang and three-gang uh, wall plates that have, like, four-in, four-out, or, like, four-by, like, six-by-six, six, or things like that. And I look and I go... You know, for what I'm needing to do, this is amazing. Um, and you know, they they're able to do it over a single um, a, a single uh, cat a single network drop. Yeah. So I remember you know. going to see RDL about two or three years ago at the Infocom booth and said, "I'm surprised y'all are still here." I said, "You know, for years and years, you were the the go-to little little box, a uh, little <laughs> black box." And they gave me a tour of their new digital stuff, and they have stayed on top of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for the size yeah. company they are, they're amazing. Yeah. They, 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 they jumped into that stuff. They jumped into the digital uh, end of it, like with all four feet. So um, yeah, no, I, I truly appreciate that. Now, whether or not, um, you know, those end up getting used for whatever shenanigans happen in the ballroom, that's totally separate. But um, yeah, the other, the other ones like, all right, the other things that I can always say, like I look and I go, Oh, that's pretty interesting is um, uh, James, I don't know how often you've had to deal with floor boxes. In our case, we have uh, floor boxes that uh, have been so neglected that I'm pretty sure we actually have to replace the, uh, the, the actual um, floor, block, floor box plates as well as the actual junction, the actual junction plates. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the good news, the good news is though, is that originally, you know, we worked with, uh, FSR about everything and they actually suggested to us, you know, we were trying to do a, a DM solution and they're like, yeah, unless you actually completely open up the box, like there's no way you're going to actually get the DM product in. They said, however, they're like, go look at like hall research. And for them, you know, they, they actually have like this, like shallow depth, uh, HD base T transmitter. And, you know, we looked at it and, you know, you actually, had, you know, we actually went and like, you know, went through, sent the, sent the, the, the specs to FSR just to double check. And they're like, yeah, no, this will work. And, you know, of course there was the phone call to Crestron going, is this compatible? They go, is it HD based T? They're like, yeah, here's the specs. Yeah, no, that'll work. So it's, it's once again, it's merging old with new. In this case, it's a floor box that I'm pretty sure was installed when I was, uh, when I was a freshman. So 
yeah, you can yeah take from that what you will. Um, so yeah, speaking of Crestron, um, before the show, actually Ernie brought up to us a, uh, a fun little bit that uh, Crestron actually uh, is has updated in their warranties. Uh, so Ernie, if you mind uh, telling the fine folks about that one, that's actually this, this is this in terms of warranties. I have never really had an issue with Crestron, but this actually I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, and you know we don't really do sponsorships or commercials here at our yeah we're not getting a kickback (laughs) Uh, yeah there's no kickback on here this is just a very impressive deal this is uh what our engineer pulled this morning from their site this is effective october 1st if your product stops working and is in a warranty period we will ship you a replacement within three days anywhere in the world one phone call no forms no long waits no repairing like I said, I just find that impressive in the fact that as a tech manager and also as, an, as you know, someone who used to be a repair tech, uh, the idea of trying to get an advanced replacement, most times that was, that, that was a bit of uh, pulling teeth and everything. Depending on the manufacturer, you had to kind of go through, well, we got this through a distributor or we got this through another manufacturer, this and that, here you go. Um, there are certain manufacturers um, that literally you just tell them, hey, this one broke. Oh, what's the serial number? Okay, there you go. Done. Uh, you know, in case in point is, uh, um, once again, we're not sponsored by any of these folks. Uh, if we are, I do apologize ahead of time. Um, you know, yay. But anyways, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, <clears throat> but there are companies that just, they want to work with you. They want to they, they wanna have like a good niche in it. Um, case in point, and I'll just take a quick round the room on this one. Uh, how many of us, uh, have, uh, Epson projectors on campus? There you go. So, and as I say, if you didn't see it, folks, all, uh, uh, all four of us raised our hands. Reason being is, uh, Epson, at least in their case, is in the same category. They, they want it. They, as I say, if anything, they, they offer, um, really great rebates on things and, that's really, I think that's how it boils down is the manufacturers actually like to develop like a, like an actual good relationship with their end users, you know? Yeah, and like, that's where I like, you know, once again, not, uh, <laughs> no pay all here. No, no plugging anyone, but, uh, we have the, uh, first 25 K, uh, laser projector that Epson released in the United States here on our campus. When we had some issues getting it installed, getting some of the firmware working properly, we were able to work directly with their technical engineering team. We didn't have to go through our the dealer that got it and their distributor and their rep and then all that. They we were given the direct phone number to their support office and they worked with us through some issues we were having. We got it worked out in a couple of hours, you know. Yeah. Uh, and th- those are the people you go back to. Yeah. In. So, uh, in our case, there have been certain things that have soured. Uh, the, the manufacturer's name will be withheld for this one. Uh, however, we, we, were, we were very happy with a, a particular projector model line. And then all of a sudden, there was a special tag that got laid onto it. And we're like, all right, well, we'll get a couple of more. And then we asked the uh, support folks and everything. And we're like, so is there, a, uh, is there a comparable model or anything? They went, oh, no, no, just... Um, 
uh, we're going with a we're we're going to go with a new line entirely, and you buy this one now." And we're like, "Okay," but uh, that bumps it up to a different class, and uh, you know, the, the other end of it was the fact that the new model also meant that there was new uh, firmware, and there also meant that there was new uh, serial commands. And um, that's one of the things, once again, certain manufacturers, they go, yeah, no, the, the command codes that we have, for, the, the command lines that we have for uh, this model are the same as command lines for models X, Y, and Z. Um, and that goes, I think that goes a long way as far as, you know, if you're a programmer or if you do your installs in-house yourself, uh, James, I can already see you're just looking, going like, yes, yeah. it makes makes life a lot easier. Yeah, like we we're a big Epson house here, and I'm actually the in-house programmer. Um, so we have a module that talks to our projectors via IP for serial commands, turn on and off. And what's nice is doesn't matter what model I throw up, I IP it the same commands work. I don't have to change anything in my code; it just works. And it saves me time. Um, say, of course, if we have a class that really needs a projector and the projector blows up, um, we can get them up and running without a long lead time. Yeah. Uh, and, and, that's, and, and that's the thing that we tend to, that, you know, I, I appreciate, at least from Epson's perspective, is, you know, oh, the pro model? Oh, yeah. No, it's the same as this one. Um, our programmer is still very much in the realm of he likes to use serial and everything, serial for the controls and everything. Uh, however, as things are starting to progress, um, we're probably going to go more towards just doing doing everything uh, IP and everything. Um, only because just you know what, if the network if the network goes down, we have bigger issues on campus. Yeah, yeah. that's what I say too. Yeah. And to which I just go, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, we're having network issues. Well, you have to fix this. Well, that's why we have a local switch in the room, which doesn't always go over that well with our net. Well, it's not our network folks that, that are bothered by that. It's our CIO folks because they try to, our, our CIO and some of the other higher-ups in that from their, from a management perspective, it's, it's, you know, it's going from, oh, it should go from the network closet straight to these endpoints. Well, yeah, um, but at the same time, I always like to tell everyone, yeah, there's those what if moments, and yeah. So, it, like I said, we try to we try to put a local switch in the room. Yeah, we uh, very, yeah. Uh, we go back to our closets uh, for our projectors. So, our what if is we're still doing HD base T from the podium to the projector. So even if we drop network. I just go into a remote, pop the projector on, we're good to go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, it's it's all about how you uh, how you deal with uh, the manufacturer. Yeah. Um, Rob, I actually meant to ask you in terms of uh, installs. What, as I say, just going back to the earlier topic, um, what exactly uh, what exactly are do you guys have on your plate? And also, you know, have you guys actually had like the same uh, uh, vendor relations that? you know, say James and I and even Ernie have had as far as, you know, there's, you know, it's the, hey, this thing done, as I say, there's a, there's a problem with this line. Oh, we got it. No problem. Um, so, like, currently what we've got on our plate is we're putting in uh, a number of the poly X50s in a cart configuration. 
and some of them also with a, a large 86 inch display with a stand that actually attaches the chief stand that attaches to the wall. And mm -hmm. so we're uh, dealing with the installations of that right now. So that's what I'm sort of in, in the middle of uh, because our term starts on Monday. So we have a number of spaces that are basically dedicated for the high flex learning where we have some of the, uh, the nursing and a law school um, and uh, I'm trying to think medical school. There's still a number yeah. of classes that are even happening now, but when in Monday they'll have some high flex where there's some remote, some of the students are in the class, social distancing, all that stuff. So we're in the middle of that and it's been going pretty well with the vendor. One, one of our um, uh, favorite vendors actually is, uh, and I'll, I guess I should say, should I say them or not? But anyway, this uh, vendor, uh, would typically, you know, when we did an install or something and something needed to be adjusted, you know, they would come right back out, you know, uh, and, and, you know, you drop, you, before you, the, the pin would hit the floor, they would be there. Hey, we'll do that. So we do have relations with some of our integrators that are, that is great. You know, they'll bend over backwards to get stuff done. They'll, they'll investigate when, you know, you have uh, supply chain issues, they'll do their best to try to find and get you a camera or, or get something to come in and, and something like that. Uh, so we, we have run into situations like that. And we also have some vendors that obviously, you know, are we just yeah. stay away from because yeah. they leave a bitter taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um, really, so, no, go ahead, no, go ahead. That, uh, so basically the, the poly, in, poly X50 installs are, are our biggest thing. And, you know, with their software upgrades and the second camera capability, it's sort of, added, made it a little more attractive because a lot of our classrooms are not high technical and having the flexibility of sort of this all-in-one solution, at least during this, you know, the pandemic and the COVID is really uh, a good fit for us. Yeah, so that's actually the thing I was going to ask. And once again, correct me if I'm wrong, the Polycom X50, is that the one that has the camera like built into the, uh, you know, built into the sound bar and everything? Yeah, it's sort of the sound bar. Very, you know, uh, very similar. I mean, I mean, Logitech, a lot of the companies have them, um, you know, well, uh, so that is the one you could literally. So our thinking on this is during the time that we have the carts, you know, we can, the sound bars on the cart or, and, and that's fine. But later on down the road, we can take those off put them in in a smaller classroom and it could be a permanent fixture in the front yep. and allow us to do, you know, distance learning. Yeah. And that's the thing I actually really appreciate. Um, if you, if folks aren't familiar with it or anything, the, uh, one of the things that Polycom actually did with this unit is that they kind of went more software agnostic with that unit and everything, because you can do Skype, you can do zoom, uh, I believe you can either do, as I say, if you, if you really want to go down the, the path, you can do GoToMeeting and a couple other ones that, uh, yeah, Blue Jeans, a couple other ones. So I like that in the fact that, you know, in the past we used to have it where it was, uh, you know, oh, yes, uh, you know, once again, this is dating me on this one. Uh, yes, we used to have picture tells and if you ever, or Concordias. Yeah, I know. If you ever saw those things, you just, if those things fell on you, they, they, you'd have a you'd have a sizable uh, concussion. But um, the fact is, yeah. yeah, yes, it's it's in the same yes, it's in the same time frame as when you had the CRT projectors that were filled that, that had three barrels. Yeah, um, yeah. But that being said, um, I appreciate it from Polycom's perspective in the fact that they go, listen, how you collaborate doesn't matter to us. It's 
how you get, it's, it's more along the lines of use our stuff in order to collaborate. And I, if anything, Rob, I think that's a, I think that like, you know, for you guys to be able to do that, that's actually offering a lot of flexibility in the future. Now, whether or not folks get away from Zoom, uh, mm, uh, uh, I, I think everyone's now gotten to the Kleenex level with, uh, with that and everything, but that's just my own bit. Uh, in any event, guys, um, we have hit our time limit for the, for this month and everything. Uh, as I say, if anything, guys, um, we're just going to do a quick round the room. Where can the fine folks find you at? Mr. James. Uh, they can find me on Twitter. Uh, I think it's, my handle is AV underscore James King. Uh, also, don't forget, uh, as I say, if you are in the higher ed tech community, uh, James also has the Slack AV group and everything. Uh, just, I'd say, hit uh, James up via Twitter, and they can probably you can probably uh, work it out from there. I I personally have uh, started delving back into the group and everything, and I've uh, found some fun little nuggets in there. Um, so yeah, Rob, where can folks find you at? Of course, on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. And Ernie, I'm also on LinkedIn. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'm Bill O'Dell. You can find me on LinkedIn as well as uh, on Twitter. Uh, usually you'll find me uh, usually being the uh, grumpy old man on AV in the AM uh, discussions um, or, you know, James or uh, Joe Way will, Josiah Way will probably uh, be the more uplifting or more realistic folks on that discussion. In any event, this has been EdTech, part of the monthly higher ed tech podcast. As always, EdTech is part of AV Nation, the AV Nation family podcast. Once again, this is EdTech.